podcast, where we discuss the bitter truths of life with raw vulnerability, honesty, and I mean, just a dash of humor. Um, I am your host, Monorock of Grey, and today I'm coming to you with the topic of body image. Body image is something that, I mean, it's really interesting to see the, the trends come in and out as if, you know, we have designer bodies or something like this. And, and I've had my own struggles with body image um, throughout my life. And this has been affected, you know, by my own perception. But this perception was also... Um, a product of upbringing, of experiences I've had, um, but also the media that I consume. So yeah, I find it a very interesting topic. And in this episode, I talked to Abigail from the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast. And if you have listened to the first season of Poison Holly podcast, you might remember her from the anxiety episode where we discuss her living with anxiety. And, you know, in a sense, um, body image um, and, and perhaps more the expectations, the beauty standards um, can cause in certain ways anxiety, you know, even within myself and I imagine other people and of course, uh, and also in with my guest Abigail, who is already suffering from uh, anxiety. Yeah, we touch upon um, these things, you know, the the self-perception side of the body image, the societal um, and media and fashion beauty standards um, that also affect this perception that we have of ourselves. Another thing we touch upon is how increasingly normal um, plastic surgery is becoming. Uh, it's becoming in the, some ways and perhaps in some circles more than others, becoming almost um, like an expectation to, to do certain medical procedures um, or yeah, they are medical cosmetic procedures. <laughs> Uh, to, to look a certain way if you're not able to achieve this look naturally. And we talk about how that, that kind of creeps up on you. You know, you, you look at it at first from kind of fascination and interest, and then slowly you start thinking, oh, maybe I can do this, I can do that. And it, it really, it really has an effect on you, whether you want it or not. So this, in, in, a, in a nutshell, is what I talk about with Abigail. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Without any further ado, here is the interview. So welcome to the Poison Honey podcast. Today I have with me Abigail from the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast, who also joined me on season one for the anxiety episode. Welcome, Abigail. 
Hi, I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for having me again. No problem. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, so I, I really obviously enjoyed our first conversation. <laughs> and uh, yes, now I'm more centered. <laughs> um, yeah, so I enjoyed our first conversation. And uh, a while ago, I think a few months ago, we were talking in Twitter spaces and um, we started talking about body image and uh, that was something that we, we both related to it, like seeing in social media landscape, all, all of the BBLs and the plastic surgery. And uh, I remember I was like, oh my God, sometimes it triggers me to want to do something, though I know realistically I won't money-wise. Mm -hmm. I think it's too much. I can invest in something else. And I also hate the idea of going through so much pain. <laughs> and I'm like, for who and what at the end of the day <laughs> am I doing that? Um, so yeah, I, I, let's maybe start there. How is your experience in this landscape of beauty standards, unrealistic beauty standards, basically, that we're held to? Well, I'm worried. I'm very worried. Um, it does, it seems like, so the, the word around the water cooler is that thin is back in like nineties skeleton and bones thin is back in. And that scares, like, that scares me to a level that like, I have not been afraid in a while. Um, and I mean, it, you know, you see it a lot with, um, you know, it felt like, I guess, let me back up. Like, it felt like there for a while that we were like headed in the right direction with like body positivity and like inclusion with like all different types of bodies and, um, you know, and, and just like, you know, all of these different kinds of like body styles, body types, uh, skin color, like, you know, genders, like all, it felt like we were headed in the right direction. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, like there's this like reversal back, it mm -hmm. seems like. And that really, like it, like I said, it really scares me. Um, as somebody who has struggled with their body image, like their my whole life, like I still to this day like have issues with it, you know. But it I I don't know what that says about us as a society. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what that says about like the industry of like body image, like as far as like, you know, makeup, modeling, like clothes, I don't know what it says about like that industry as well, as far as like, did they, did they really mean it? Does that make sense? Like, did they really mean what yeah. they said? Or are they, was it kind of like, oh yeah, like we have to do this now because there's this push for it. But the reality is that like, that's not what we want. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, just kidding, jokes on you. Like that's not, Right. Um, what's happening anymore you does that make sense it makes sense it's just as you were saying that the thought popped into my head that it's almost crazy that something as natural and diverse as our human bodies is basically part of a trend and it's not it's not to say that now only with social media that it's now only happening because we can see I think it was the Victorian era that more like voluptuous ladies were in fashion uh, since we're talking like that anyway and 
then the skinny came. So it, it seems to be like it, it goes and comes back and it goes and it comes back. Um, though I think with what we have seen indeed uh, with the social media, like you said, it was so diverse. So it wasn't like only voluptuous women is now in fashion and skinny women. It was, you know, diversity in even ability and, and you know, uh, disabled people, people are missing legs, I, and, and I, I really liked it. It felt, in a sense, like evolution, and then for them to, like, pull it back, it, I, yeah, I, I can't explain how kind of baffled I was <laughs> that this is, I'm like, really, is this, a, how, how can you go so far in the inclusion realm and diversity realm only to be like, as you said, just kidding. And now it's it's interesting for me to see what's gonna happen. Um, are people gonna go back and really follow trends? Like, is everyone gonna go back and try and, and follow to be skinny again because it's a trend? Or kind of, is it too late in the sense of we've seen the diversity, we've already celebrated it and, uh, that, you know, like, yeah, would it, do you think it will be too late in that sense that still some people will celebrate this diversity? I think that, I mean, this is what gives me like hope is that like my hope is that obviously, um, okay, this isn't the hope part. So take that part out. But um, the, I, I, to answer your first question, I do think mm -hmm. that um, there will be some people that, you know, will fall back into that, like, thin is in, thin is cool, like, thin is pretty, thin is beautiful, thin is what you have to be um, in order to be considered uh, beautiful. But, um, and so I, I do think that there's going to be a segment of the population that falls into that trap. Um, unfortunately, I do think that that's going to be a lot of, like, younger uh, the younger generations, um, younger kids, it's, it's always the kids. It always hits kids like the mm -hmm. hardest. Um, but I do think that there is going to be an element to it where like, and this is the part that gives me the hope is that like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like it, we already decided that that isn't, that that beauty standard of like, everybody has to be this like perfect, thin, like supermodel kind of style. Um, we already decided that that like, isn't the only way. And so I hope that there will be a larger segment of the population that will fall into the into that category of people that are like, no, no, we're not going back. We, we, we already decided that we were like headed in this like very inclusive, very, you know, body positive, body forward, like self-image, self-love kind of um uh, like way of thinking and like an, mm -hmm. an image around body. Um, and so I, yeah, like my hope is that like, there will be more people in that group than there will be in the other group. Um, now that's just a matter of like, I think that's, that really comes down to us as like individuals where we're like, we really have to use our voice, um, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a radio show, whether it's, you know, a journalist, like it doesn't matter, like use your voice however you can and let the world know that like, we're not going back. We refuse to go back. We've already decided that like, that's that 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 your one way is not the only way mm -hmm. right <clears throat> oh sorry and i just wanted to backtrack a little bit in the in the sense of 
um, our own, to bring in our own like personal um, experience with this, um, why it's um, important to both of us, I assume to more people. Um, I know for myself, I, I also struggled with it uh, my whole life. Um, what I had is that basically were four women in the, in the direct family. So that's me, my older sisters and my mom. And my older sisters and my mom, that of course I'm, I'm so much younger <laughs> than all of them because it's like seven and nine years different between my, uh, my sisters and I. Um, so I witnessed them from pretty small already battling with their own uh, kind of the body image. And um, what they did a lot of times is they went on diets for maybe a month or two and they would lose weight and it's all nice and dandy. And then that fails and they fall over into the same eating patterns again. They stop working out and then the body weight doubles. And then I also witnessed the loading then of your body and that made me feel uncomfortable in my own body in so many ways but for so long um that as you said it sticks with you uh, from a young age and now i'm pretty content with my shape to be honest I'm, I'm happy but one of the things for me is like because my weight also fluctuated uh throughout my 30 years of life, it fluctuated so, so much that my, my skin is pretty loose. And that is my main area of, um, let's say discomfort with myself, with my body. And, and, uh, I almost want to say shame <laughs> to some extent, um, because we're shown these you know, gym bodies. And if it's not a gym body, is a plastic surgery body. And if not, it's a combination of both, <laughs> which just adds levels of the complication because I hate going to the gym. <laughs> and we already established the plastic surgery thing. Um, so it, it has some very psychological toll on me and also in terms of anxiety, like I, I get, and especially now as a dancer, as a dancer that, that um, I mean, belly dancing, you shake a lot and then, you know, my, my leg starts flapping and I get very body conscious about it. So like, what is your story with your, your body and your body image? Um, believe it or not, I have a pretty similar story. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up around like, I don't want to say like fad diets, but right. kind of also fad diets. Um, yeah. And they, you know, my mom was always very like conscious about her body weight and it, um, you know, it, I, I, I can't, I don't want to like diagnose my mom, but mm -hmm. um, if I had to guess, she has some sort of like body dysmorphia um, as far as like the way that she just like perceives herself and the way that she perceives her body. Um, and she is constantly like getting like she or she is she was excuse me mm -hmm. getting like constantly down about herself like about her body and um, that kind of you know resonated and like translated onto uh, her kids whether she realized it or not um, it's just sort of like it, it's just what happened and um, and even to a certain extent my dad too 
um, very, and that's a part that I don't think a lot of people talk about is like the body dysmorphia in men. Um, But my dad definitely probably has some body dysmorphia as far as like who, like within himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because my parents were always doing, you know, some kind of diet, whether that, whether that was to lose weight or to keep the weight off or, you know, they were doing, and, and they were, these were like extreme diets, you know, like I hate to say, ext- I mean, I do kind of hate to say extreme because, um, you know, a lot of people use Atkins, mm-hmm. but, um, I, to a certain extent, it is kind of an extreme diet where you really, really, really limit your sugar intake. Right. And, uh, it and it i mean it i mean to be to be perfectly fair the diet works the problem is is that once you it's not sustainable once you like once you get off the diet like you were talking about it the weight comes back on and it like and it and it kind of feels like it doubles you know right. and it and it just and it comes back on twice as fast and it doesn't and then it doesn't go away as fast and you know all the things and then you know and then all the things that like you know uh you know, just the imaging that you see and all this stuff. I mean, like I have, and so I, you know, personally, I have struggled with my body image my entire life, um, starting from a very, very, very young age. And, uh, you know, to make a kind of a long story short, it, you know, it morphed into me having my own like body dysmorphia. Um, and I've kind of come to the, uh, like acceptance and to the like terms to a certain extent, I'm not going to say like full acceptance, but like to a little bit, there is some acceptance there that like, I will never see what other people see when they look at me. I will just never see it. My brain, my brain chemistry literally changed. And so I will like, it it is, it will be impossible for the rest of my life for me to be able to see what other people see when they look at me. Um, and when I look at myself in the mirror. And so, I mean, and I, and I still get bouts of, you know, things where like I, um, you know, I will toy with the idea of like getting Botox or, yeah. you know, something like that. Now, I, I, I have seriously considered doing it. Um, and, you know, and to me, I'm, I'm such a stubborn person that if I decide to do something, then I will save the money that I need to save in order to get like what I want to get kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have hesitancy around even getting Botox because there's like that reality part of my brain. That's like, you don't, you're, you're almost 30. You don't really need it. This is just something that like the world is telling you that you need. Also, I don't know exactly how I feel about injecting myself with one of the most deadly poisons in the world. Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And then, you know, the bustles start. Uh, yeah. And then the repercussions yeah. of doing that, because, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of people on social media that are like, you know, I got Botox and I originally only started getting it like in my forehead at like certain spots. Mm-hmm. But because I got the Botox in those certain spots, then all the other muscles around my face started to relax. And it's kind of one of those things where like once you start, you kind of have to do it forever, like shaving your legs. Yeah. Yeah, oh. <laughs> the whole body hair thing is a different uh, rabbit hole in itself. I'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> but it's so true, and and you see, you see indeed um, a lot of celebrities uh, because they start. The pressure for them is like even higher because they're constantly in the line and to get work. 
you know, the, the Hollywood really prizes the youth look and, you know, they see someone like Jennifer Lopez that is like 50 and has to still look like she's 30. Gorgeous. Yeah. Of, of course, but there's some help in there. And then right. we see that and we want to, uh, you know, reproduce that. And we want to grow old, young, <laughs> if it makes sense. <laughs> and age gracefully. Yes. <laughs> so basically, yeah, it, it does. It does play with your mind. Maybe I have to do that as well. Even I, I mean, I haven't thought about doing it now, but it's something that has come in my mind as to, to do maybe when I'm Jennifer's age to, to yeah, to add to the gracefulness of my aging, as you said, but it, yeah, I do consider it. And, and yeah, obviously then for my loose skin, I, I consider removing the skin. And because um, I, I admit to sometimes binge watching these uh, um, shows on uh, plastic surgery mm-hmm. and I'm just, it's curiosity part, but because I watch it, it becomes kind of like a programming, like, oh, look at these people are going in for their fifth jobs. All I want is like a little bit of skin loose. It's only once, you know, you start kind of like. (laughs) You start justifying it to yourself. Yeah. That you're just like, oh, it's, it's, it's just one time. It's just, but they don't ever talk about the upkeep. They never talk about like, you know, how often you have to continue to do this or like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what the upkeep is and the cost of that is like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's insane. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, now I'm already struggling to just invest in my own business <laughs> as is, let alone like the price of plastic surgery would be like sky high uh, it's just insane so that yeah again it's something if, if we take it back to it being a trend and it um, being so in your face that it, it's like you're they're programming you and you're like programming yourself by intaking this um, it's just something another commodity basically for capitalism or something else to sell um what the celebrities are basically selling is this unreachable um ideal of beauty um and it was already being done with photoshop before but this is like yeah they 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 up the level (laughs) oh yeah well, and it's yeah. so insidious too. It's so insidious and very like sneaky and tricky because like you'll get that narrative of it's like like you're talking about like plastic surgery shows, you know, like botched, a very popular oh, yes. plastic surgery oh, show in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, y- you watch these shows and uh, you know, and, and then you start, you know, your brain starts going, Oh, maybe I could do like that's 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 not that bad. Like that's not super extreme, you know, like, but then you know, you have to define what extreme is because you know, how mm-hmm. many surgeries do you go, how far down those rabbit hole do you go? Kind right. of a thing. But it's so insidious and so like sneakily done because you know, then you'll get people that'll say, or you know, we'll just don't watch it. Just mm-hmm. don't watch it you know, or, um, if it's that triggering for you, like, just don't watch it or, um, don't buy the magazine or don't, you know, but it's really difficult not to do that when I don't know how it is where you live, but like here in the States, um, 
I mean, you go to the dentist office and they'll have, they have TVs in the room and sometimes mm. they just have like plastic surgery. They just have like botched just like on the TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like, you know, or it's really difficult to get away from magazine, like the magazines, the magazines, the magazines, because, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're in the grocery store. They're at every doctor's office known demand they're in the waiting room of every mm -hmm. like every place that has a waiting room like right. it's re and then and then uh, don't even get me started on social media it's everywhere on social media like it is inescapable it is mm -hmm. it, and it's really really difficult to function in the world when you are constantly men and women are being bombarded with these completely unrealistic like standards and no one is I mean very few I'm not gonna say nobody but like very very few people actually come out as far as like celebrities go and say mm, excuse me I'm so sorry oh, okay <laughs> and say you know yeah I've actually had plastic surgery you know right. or yeah the gaslight you know, as well or, about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. right right <laughs> Is the words, yeah. Uh, but you wanted to continue, uh, finish your sentence. Sorry, <laughs> you wanted to say something. Oh still. no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's fine. I just, I, I mean, I, that's the other part too, though, is that it does feel like progress. Some progress has been made. It really does feel like some progress has been made, especially with like the body positivity movement, and you know, um, you know. I, and I recently, um, I had to appreciate, you know, like I, I saw this interview with Channing Tatum. Um, it, it was recent. The, the interview was not recent, but I recently saw the interview that he did. Okay. And they were talking about, um, I, I think he was on like Ellen or like one of those talk shows, like morning talk shows or whatever. And they were talking about Magic Mike and the body standard that he had to do. And he was talking about like one of the reasons why he hasn't decided to do a Magic Mike 3 is because he he can't take it like it is so incredibly difficult for him to look like it is just it, it's not possible for him to right. look like that constantly and so I mean you know there are these different things that are like coming out of the woodwork and I just feel like we need to keep going in that direction we need to keep going you know in in that in, in that way of thinking instead of like reverting back to this old like you know, you have to have a six pack in order to be yeah. considered sexy, you know, the, or you the have Barbie to have and Ken aesthetic. Yes, exactly. yes. Yeah. yes, you said it, nailed it. Yeah. And I had a lot of Barbies as a little girl. So yeah, that, at, at that time, I didn't think like this is going to affect me for the rest of my life. But yeah, it's there, definitely. And I'm very happy that you had brought up the male uh, body image again. Um, because before, when you mentioned your dad, uh, I remember that I was, it was after my breakup, I think, and I was talking to my cousin, the guy, about uh, what, what happened in, in my relationship, that basically I was body shamed for something that I'm already, like, feeling shitty about, like, my loose skin and everything like that. And he basically said, oh, well, I have those issues too with my body. And I was like, I was so baffled because I never considered like it, it's from the female perspective and really being bombarded by so many like beauty standards for female. You know, I never considered uh, how much and it thought some guys would 
undoubtedly have this issue. But once he said it, it, it like ring the bell, like probably much more guys have this issue than I originally thought um, it was. And indeed, I, I don't, I think that's like an interesting thing to hear more about at some point. Um, I don't know if the other men in your life also battle with this. Uh, well, my yeah. husband um, doesn't really, my husband doesn't, but that's because we try very hard to be like very body positive in my mm -hmm. household. Now it's just me and my husband. So it's just the two of us. Like there's no kids or anything like that. Right. Um, but I mean, he knows about like my struggles uh, with my body and like everything like that. And um, he basically told me like for right now, until you get to a place where you can sort of like trust your own eyes with your body. Just trust me. Just trust what I wow. say. And um, because I'm going to tell you the truth. So just uh -huh. trust what I say. And so we kind of may have this like a, a re arrangement and agreement where like, you know, he will tell me the truth about how I look. So if I'm like, does this make me look fat? He's going to tell me like, it's not, it doesn't make you look fat. It just doesn't look good on you. It doesn't fit your body shape or your okay. body type. Um, it's, it's not about looking fat. We never use that language. It's not about mm -hmm. like you're too fat or you're too skinny. It's just about like, you know, the aesthetic and, and, and it, or it's not, it's not, it doesn't look, he doesn't think it looks good on me. Right. And so, and, 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 but it's a two-way street. We have that, um, with a two-way street. And I mean, one of the things that I love about my husband is that he has like a dad bod. I love that. <laughs> I love his dad bod. I love the fact that he has like some belly fat that I can like, it's just, it's just cuddles. Like it just makes cuddles right. better. Like I love it about him. <laughs> and he, I mean, the one thing, the one body part that he has that is like, you know, on point, like as far as like, if you were to ask him, cause we don't go to the gym, we refuse, mm -hmm. we don't go to the gym. Um, but the one body part that like it looks like he works out as a lot um, are his calves. He mm -hmm. always gets compliments on his calves, but that's just because we walk so much and I'm so jealous. <laughs> because. <laughs> but, but like that's the only piece of his body that like is toned and like just like mm -hmm. where you're just like dang. But everything else he's I mean, we're just not like we just can't we can't it's like it's it's exhausting. And mm -hmm. so we try very hard with each other to have that like positive positive body body um like conversation and talk with each other. Um, and so he doesn't really have, like, I wouldn't say that he really has like body dysmorphia or he's not really susceptible to, um, like that type. My dad, on the other hand, yeah, yeah. My dad is constantly, you know, they're constantly trying to eat right, constantly trying to figure out when he's going to work out, constantly trying, you know, and, and so I kind of get, like, I, I've seen both sides. Right. I think it's beautiful that you have that uh, understanding and I think trust also in each other to be upfront in a, in a nice, you know, respectable manner about how the other looks. I think that's very important um, because that's one of the things that I struggle with, with my uh, ex. Uh, it's not that I, I can't take any criticism or anything like this. Um, it's really in the way you say it. Um, and if if you're touching on sore spots, spots that there 
people, I already had traumas about this. I already had insecurities about it. So you as a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, or, or even a friend or a family member, I think this is maybe a vital uh, point to reach with, with all relationships where we can be honest um, with each other about each other's bodies um, and in a respectable manner. And the same that I remember this situation, I was at, at an event uh, with my ex and there was uh, someone we knew there, I think there was more people that we knew, but this specific person, uh, she gained some weight and I remember my ex being really insensitive about it and because she would be like, oh, are you pregnant? And I hate this because I've got it before. I had it when I was like a teenager. I was still a virgin. I just had a little belly pouch and someone asked me if I was pregnant. I was like, <laughs> impossible, but well, thank you. That <laughs> just called me fat. <laughs> and so... Yep. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but pro tip, never ask a woman or anyone with a uterus if they're pregnant. Never do that. It is so no. disrespectful and rude. Never, never, never do that. Unless it's like noticeably a pregnant belly, then you will see right. it. If not, right. just keep your mouth. And if they are, maybe they'll tell you. <laughs> but yeah, it's really rude. And I was like, from from coming from that understanding now maybe 10 years later at this event and my ex is being insensitive to this girl about it i felt very weird being in between there and i was trying to comfort the girl like no you don't look pregnant or anything like that but at the same time she did gain some weight and then it was maybe i i ended up hurting her feeling more because it seemed like i was neglecting to um kind of tell her that you gain some weight um which was not my intention my intention was to take away that are you pregnant thing yeah. and yeah it, it's so it's so hard and, and i'm very happy you told me the story because now i'm gonna try and implement this maybe for the next time that i'm in, in such a situation instead of being like completely neglecting the way they feel <laughs> about their body they are they have a mirror they saw they had body weight come on as well instead of um there's a word for it um get back in there. anyway <laughs> it, was, it was like a fancy word it. for that term <laughs> i hate when that happens <laughs> um i i think yeah, anyway, like not, not um, being honest with them. And instead of that, just to say, um, well, maybe you have gained some weight, um, but maybe also this particular outfit shows it more or something of that kind. Um, but yeah, that was super uncomfortable <laughs> situation oh, to be yeah. in. Um, oh, and yeah. And boo on him for bringing it up and putting you in that situation you yeah. know well, that's, that's even worse because it was a she so she, she was like oh well, I'm what sorry. a shame i did not mean to assume no no it's okay but i mean for me it made it even worse that you're a woman making other women feel bad about about their bodies 
Um, maybe, maybe it's bad from both sides, and I'll like <laughs> putting too much pressure. But it's like we should celebrate each other, but we should celebrate each other. <laughs> and you know, the world is hard enough on us um, for these beauty standards. So uh, yeah, let's elevate that. But to to <laughs> go back to something you said earlier. Uh, which also I think affects body image a lot um, is body hair and I do think this is something that affects women a lot more because women are really expected to constantly be shaved <laughs> and hair free and um, it, it, it's, it's exhausting and I a while back I don't know how many years ago I became quite comfortable with growing my body hair after like uh, in my teenage years, as soon as I started growing the little bit of hair, I started shaving. So I already knew that I wasn't supposed to, to let the, the hair just hair <laughs> on my body. Um, and then later on, I became comfortable letting it grow sometimes. When I'm tired of it, I shave it. But it is maybe for me more of something that, that I'm conscious of, self-aware of, than my actual like flabbies and everything <laughs> because it's easier to shave, right, <laughs> than to get plastic right. surgery. And, mm -hmm. you know, but, and, and, and as a dancer and... Like in, in ballet dancing, we do this a lot, and it, you know, everybody's always shaved, and I I am so self conscious of sometimes I'm not shaved, I don't feel like shaving, but I feel like dancing, and I want to record that dancing. But then if I do this, you'll see my hair, and I feel so so self conscious about it. So, do you think that like now we're progressing in terms of accepting the, the different body types and, and everything. We had some setbacks, but we, we still have to progress. But I feel like with body hair, the, the, we're still in whatever age we decided that women should be shaved. Yeah. Do you think that we can reach a point in time where people are comfortable with the fact that grown women also grow hair like men? I hope, so. <laughs> I hope so i really do because let me tell you it's exhausting and it hurts too sometimes mm -hmm. if you ever got a bikini wax it's hurt it hurts it is not comfortable okay um also i don't want to shave my legs all the time um because i mean like right now like as of this recording um I, you could like braid my leg hair. Like it's so long. <laughs> I do not want to shave because I'm just, and it's not because I'm like, it's probably because I'm lazy, but it's also because like, I don't want to. I just don't want, like, I don't have time. I'm preoccupied with so many other things that I don't have time to like do all the things. Now, I personally, I don't like body hair. I just don't like body hair. I don't like it on me. I don't like it on my husband. Luckily, I lucked out with my husband. Um, he doesn't have any body hair. He can barely grow a beard. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but I, I, 
And I think, and that's something that I want to work on with myself is because I need to get more comfortable with myself about like body hair because like I've got it and I've got a lot of it and it grows really fast. Like it is unnatural how this grows fast. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm, my people are from cold places, like just really cold places. And we mm -hmm. needed body hair, you know, to like stay warm in the winters. Cause we had to like, you know, you know, huddle together in the cold. Um, and drink and just drink a bunch of stuff and you know i don't know if it was cold and like i don't know what the deal is i don't know if it's genetics right. but i mean i i i want to be at a place in i i hope i hope that at some point in my life i can get to a place where i am comfortable enough with not shaving my arms that i don't really care like or not not my arms I don't shave my arms I shave like under my arms that's what I'm talking yeah, about okay. yeah. and it not be and it not be a point of contention for me where I'm like oh my gosh like I am hideous because like I need to you know I need to shave I mean I I, I don't know if we'll ever get there I hope we get there and I hope we get there soon because it is exhausting and it costs so much money yeah so <laughs> especially if you do like the waxing which is what i've been considering lately because i i have like all, all my hair on my body is as curly as this uh it means that <gasps> once i shave <laughs> um once it grows back i get a lot of ingrown hair um which is it's, it's a known issue a lot of women of colors curly hair has this issue because of um, when it's um, growing and it's curling, it curls underneath the skin and, and then creates a lot of yeah. Um, I get them too. I get them too. My hair is my hair is naturally curly as well, so I get yeah. them too. Yeah. So that that is a thing. Uh, one of the reasons why I decided well, um, I better get kind of comfortable <laughs> with my body here because I'm not going to be removing it all the time because I actually hate the bumps and the ingrown hair more than I hate the body hair. And I tried um, at one point the lasering. Uh, oh my. Yeah. And, and, How and painful the, was that? It was very painful. It was in my nether regions. <laughs> so, and on top of that, um, I have, because my hair is so dark, um, they had to up the the dosage <laughs> yeah so it, it was pretty painful um i think i went maybe two or three times and then i i stopped because they kept growing the same and i was like okay so if i do the math that because my my hair is so say strong um and that they have to use extra power that means that i have to go more times than usual to do this and i'm like get used to it <laughs> get used to it and uh yeah so that, that was on my journey of becoming comfortable with my body hair and yeah now it's more for the performance reasons that i as i said before that i want to shave um, because I become so, so self-conscious about it. Um, do, though I find that like on men and because, because I do, uh, also, I am also attracted to men, um, that because I like them with, with beards, I like beards. Mm -hmm. 
um, usually that means that the rest of the body is also quite, quite hairy, <laughs> which I have to get used to because it's not only like with women mostly have like armpit hair, pubic hair, uh, like I have a little bit on my belly. Um, mm-hmm. And my legs, surprisingly, it's not hairless. The hair is kind of in- invisible, so I don't feel a need to shave. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, so yeah, so, so I don't, but this there, because I've had my, my legs waxed and you see it mm. on the wax paper, but if you, mm-hmm. you have to really look close to see it. And sometimes it's like super long, but you don't see it. So yeah. <laughs> so jealous. I, oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> I locked out somewhere after how hairy my belly is. At least that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Mind you, though, my I I oh my gosh, and I get like little black hairs because I made the mistake of trying to shave um, mm-hmm. my belly hair, and right. now they they because they grow back darker, you know. And yeah. so, oh my gosh, yeah, it's a whole. Sorry. I've I've also gone past the point of no return when it comes to shaving my belly because before it wasn't that much and like each time I I shave and the spots that were kind of as light as or as invincible like with my leg also started coming back like thicker and darker so and now it, it you see it even more each time it grows back and I remember my sisters used to tease me like what do you have here in your belly because <laughs> it <Really>? grows <laughs> you know so yeah it, it is a thing it, it's, I do also hope that we get past this point um body hair and obviously people can have their preferences like you say you know you, you can have your preference for shaving but I think the whole thing with body hair and for body image in general, um, it shouldn't be forced. It should be something that that you prefer because you truly feel better about yourself. And that feeling better about yourself, I think, shouldn't be just because society dictates it. So I hope we can at least reach this point of comfortability with our bodies, that it's not perfect, that you know sometimes we have a, a, a dad bod or I, I think I have kind of a mom bod as well I totally have a mom bod oh yeah so you know so that we can accept that and for the, those that want to go to the gym and work out and they enjoy doing so and they enjoy building the muscles that they all celebrate it as well but they shouldn't be the 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 ideal that everyone kind of pertains to, that everybody has to reach. And uh, because sometimes it's just genetics. I remember I saw, I think it was on Instagram, uh, that someone was like, uh, they got questioned a lot about their their workout routines, blah, 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 because of their muscles. And just like, it's just, it's genetics. Like, you know, my body is just like this. My mom has a voluptuous body <laughs> and it's like that. And she can work out as much as she wants, but that's her body. And yeah, and, and I think we should accept this, that some people just are able to grow more muscle 
some people are able to grow less hair or some hair is kind of invisible <laughs> and just, you know, further, <laughs> further the, the diversity extended to body hair is my plea. <laughs> yes, please. And we We're can tired. get there as soon as possible. I guess I'm exhausted. It's expensive. It hurts. Yes. And it's, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> And maybe you need it for the cold. I mean, you don't need it for the cold in Texas, but maybe someday you'll travel. <laughs> well, with global warming, the... you never know. And by freeze in, in Texas in some years, we don't know that's true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> well, is there anything else maybe that we might have not touched upon in terms of body image that you still want to share with the audience? Yeah, I think it's really important to talk about like body positivity and like what that means. Um, body positivity isn't it's it's not the opposite of like fat shaming. It's not the opposite of anything. Body positivity is about being comfortable and feeling sexy in the body that you have right now. It's not about like, you know, celebrating, you know, whatever. It's about being comfortable and feeling sexy in the body that you have right now. Um, and I think that there's a lot of misconception about like what body positivity is because you, you know, you hear a lot of hate about like, well, the body positivity movement is just telling, you know, overweight people that, you know, they're beautiful, that they're, that they're just as beautiful as, you know, super skinny people. And it's like, well, that's, that's because it's true. And it's kind of like what you were, like what we were talking about earlier about um, it's just a matter of like preference. Mm -hmm. Some people prefer thick, curvy women. Yeah. Some people prefer prefer dad bod men. Some people prefer, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a matter of preference. But body positivity isn't about, like, you know, saying that, like, something, you know, it, that improvements can't be made or you can't try and, um, you know, better yourself in whatever way you choose to better yourself. It's about feeling sexy and being comfortable in the body that you have today and acceptance with that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really important because like I said, I think that there's a lot of common misconceptions around like what that is. And I, I just, for anybody out there who like doesn't understand what it is, like, you know, that's what it is. It's about feeling confident, feeling sexy, feeling and having that acceptance about what the body is that you woke up with this, in, uh, this morning. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I totally agree. I think some, some uh, I think YouTubers I saw were um, coining this on their body neutrality. It's just Ooh. accepting it. Just, it is what it is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not better than or worse than or anything like this. This, this is my body. Um, just deal with it. I've accepted it. Yes, if if you think I'm some super ugly person for having flabby skin, then you know, have your opinion. But I think also keep it to yourself. I don't need exactly. To you know, it doesn't. You don't always have to voice that opinion to people. Like yeah. everyone cares. Exactly. Why why would you purposely try to bash people for looking the way they do? And then there's like some days i have like i have these the dark uh, spots in in my eye yeah like yeah I, and I, some, like I just woke up from the dead <laughs> we're zombies <laughs> well some days i feel very very self-conscious about it and in these moments like having to film this i'm like 
should I put on uh, like foundation to cover this? And I like this quote and I'll end on this quote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't cover the dark spots under your eyes. Let the world know you're tired of its shit. <laughs> yes, yes, I need that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who started it, so I don't want to be copyrighted in case I put it on a t-shirt. But how would it look though? Public domain by now, so maybe we can do this. <laughs> yeah, so it's been so nice talking to you again and touching upon this subject. I mean, obviously we can go for hours for this, but I always try to keep it on a certain minutes because I have to edit as well. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we can cut it here. I think we touched on most of the important points um, that, that we face now um, culturally on a global scale in terms of uh, body image, body positivity, female and male um, body, just human body image, because I don't want to yeah. rule out any non-binary people as well, you know. Um, that might struggle with their their bodies and yeah i think we can be there and thank you so much um is any last words yes thank you so much for having me on <laughs> no problem I really appreciate it it was so oh, fun maybe tell them where they can find you again Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, you can uh, find me on Twitter. That's like the place that I'm most active. So at MPWordo podcast is my Twitter handle. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok and um, Instagram. I'm not quite as active there, but that's the underscore main underscore weirdo one. You can also email me at mandapixieweirdo at protonmail.com. Um, if you liked what I said, if you didn't like what I said, if you want to shame me for my body, go for it. <laughs> Please. I don't condone my listeners to go body shame anyone. <laughs> Please don't do, keep the opinion to yourself, please. And if you want to go and adore her for who she is as a human being, please go I'm ahead. A and giant play. zit on my oh, my chin right here, you yeah, know. That, that's that's even another rabbit hole in itself. I mean, because <laughs> I have this issue that I pop them, and I try not to pop them, and I've had uh, like. Uh, treatments to clear my skin mm -hmm. and my skin was beautiful and then I haven't had the treatment for a year and I've been popping again and I'm going insane yeah but yeah <laughs> another story for another day maybe body image part two or something <laughs> I'm so down to do that with you yeah. uh, let me see the closing words so Thank you again for joining me. This was Abigail from the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast, where uh, she talks about different types of relationships with everyone. And uh, this was Monarch of Grey closing off. Until next time on Poison Honey Podcast.